missing how your body performed when you weren't doing those tasks. Yeah, I totally agree. Hmm. It's just like working out. I be, I'm okay with, like, once I get in the gym, I'm good. Mm. I don't be want to leave, but it's that getting there part. Mm. The consistency with the gym. Yeah. Is it? And knowing I feel so much better when I'm in the gym. Mm. For it me, really is the stress and everything. It does. It really does. Like, I really like doing when I used to go to the gym, I liked going to the gym early in the morning because mm-hmm. sometimes, most of the time, it's not a lot of people there and you can really just focus and like really be in the zone. And it helps you to be productive like for the rest of the day as well. It does. Because you're already up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like going in the morning too. I had started going to the gym like at five in the morning one time. So we be too early for me. <laughs> well, you know, I'm actually... Um, that's part of the reason why I'm probably going home today too because mm-hmm. to get back into my routine mm-hmm. where um in bed by 10 sleep by 11 wake up at 3 mm-hmm. like that's dang yeah I just want my 4 hours of sleep and if I have to take a nap during the day or whatever for 30 minutes that's fine but mm-hmm. when you think about it it stretches the day so much that's why when people say I don't have time I'm like Mm-hmm. Well, are you sleeping more than four hours? <laughs> I feel like I try to get more than four hours of sleep, but I ne- I'm never able to. I feel like, honestly, that routine would work better for me because I go to sleep early and then I'm up by like one, maybe 145, and then I don't get back to sleep until six. And then I only get like an hour and a half of sleep and then I'm up and now I got an attitude because I'm not getting that much sleep. Yeah. But... I'm always like, oh, I can't wake up this early because blah, blah, blah. But I'm waking up that early in the first place and then just being very unproductive. Yeah. It's all... I mean, life itself is mental. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, anytime somebody want to do something, how you do it? You got to... Yeah, you got to want to do it. You got to want to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I always like that about you. You've always been like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it because I want to do it type of person. you mess on yourself you gotta make yourself happy mm-hmm. I, I preach that to a lot of women especially moms single moms and stuff mm-hmm. like that because you know how easy it is for us to do so much for other people put ourselves last mm-hmm. and then we'd be mad if our kids don't do what we want them to do like mm-hmm. do you know what i did for you yeah you can put yourself last mm-hmm. that's very true that's very true and it's always the most simple things that you never really think about and then you're like oh but it does make a lot of sense because we do put everybody else before ourselves and then it's like until we become become unselfish with ourselves we can't really truly master how to even aid everybody else in helping themselves because we're not really filling up our cups exactly mm-hmm. that's big to fill up your own cup mm-hmm. and then even start really realizing that until That was going to be my next question. <laughs> like, when did you actually start living in this manner? Or were you always such a carefree spirit? Sorry, before we start, let me start the podcast. I, I want to include that in the episode. <laughs> okay. Hey, welcome to Loudly Divorced. It's your host, Slim, Cassie, whatever you want to call me. Call me. I might have lied to you and told you my name was Lyric at one point. But <laughs> whoever I am today... I'm here, I'm present, and I am with my lovely, lovely, lovely guest, Charmaine. Woo! Woo! 
I'm going to learn how to add this. <laughs> add that applause in it. Welcome to the podcast, the lovely Charmaine, the Scorpio queen herself, the carefree spirit herself. Um, she is here to lend us her opinion, her voice, her thoughts, her time, her space, which is very valuable to me. Um, and today we are going to be disgusting, disgusting, discussing everything from love, motherhood, living a carefree life, nature, spirituality, routines, and everything in between. So without further ado, Charmaine. Definitely. Thank you for having me. No That's problem. So <laughs> no problem. Because no it's like you want to be on my podcast. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> of <Okay>. course, <laughs> absolutely. Listen, it was an honor for me for you to say yes. So Charmaine and I were having a conversation, as you heard. So I do want to continue that. Um, I want her to speak to how she has become such a carefree spirit that I admire to be to this day. Um, and we're just gonna get into that, and I'll be asking some questions here and there, but I'm gonna be a little on the quiet side because I want to soak up as much knowledge as I can as well <laughs> all right so you were gonna say um before we started oh the carefreeness yeah <laughs> so um honestly I think that I've always done my own thing mm. um but the more and more put myself first first mm. it's probably started like eight years ago I want to say seven eight years ago um you know, when life start happening, you start reevaluating, especially when people start passing away mm-hmm. and and then you notice that you're getting older. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you start thinking too, like thirty was a aha moment for me. Thirty was a big aha moment for me and I didn't really think that it was gonna be. Mm. My sister and my cousin, um, they're both like a year older than me. And both of them were saying oh, when I turned 30, I started seeing life different and all those stuff. And I was like, because when you're 20s, your birthday's just another year. Mm-hmm. So I was like, mm, okay, well, I don't think that's going to happen to me. Like, I'm going to turn 30 and it's going to be the same like I'm 29. But it did happen. It was like, okay, Charmaine, you're 30. What do you really want out of life? What do you want to do? What do you see yourself doing? And I think one of the biggest things is that... Um, like with my age now, how old am I? 39. Woo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my age now is just like I give myself permission to change mm-hmm. now. Cause before I felt like um if this is the way I am, this is the way I have to be for life. Mm-hmm. You know? But um yeah, I've always been kind of carefree, mm-hmm. but more put myself first for mm-hmm. the last eight years probably. Yeah, and I agree with that, uh, allowing yourself to flow, because life is really ever-changing. Like, you, and I, I can agree, because now I'm over the 30, <laughs> the 30 mark, <laughs> and it's just like, you do get to a point, a point, and for 29, for me, it didn't really come crashing, but it was definitely like, we were into quarantine, so it was like, we were kind of forced to really look at ourselves, and forced to really evaluate who we were, and where we where we where we really were headed in life and I think going into your 30s you do coming to that mindset of everything is ever changing and I don't have to really be stuck in this one way of life like I don't have to just be somebody who is loudly divorced like I don't have to be somebody who is just two people's mom and you know a couple people's ex-wives and I'm just joking (laughs) I'm only one person's (laughs) ex-wife 
Okay, I said, you got secrets, girl? <laughs> I'm only one person's ex-wife um, currently. But I, I don't know why when I was a child, I always felt like I, I would have, like, multiple husbands. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still only have one, guys. But, yeah, it's just, like, I, I'm agreeing with the way that um, life kind of just flows and, like, the waves. So, oh, so that leads me to, have you ever been married? No, I haven't. Okay. Are you a mom? I am a mom of a 19-year-old daughter. She's very, very smart, intelligent. She got a little mouth like her mommy, you know? <laughs> so sometimes we have to go to our own little corners. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm I'm very, I'm very, I don't like to even say blessed. I'm be more than um, I'm happy that, that she did choose me to be her mom. Mm-hmm. You know, that we chose each other because we work well. Mm-hmm. We work well together. We're both really laid back. She, I think, honestly, she took all my laid backness out of me, mm-hmm. and then um, God was teaching her to put it back in me because she calms me down a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, she was like, "So, why are you getting mad?" Or if, um, like, the other day, my friend comes, she said, "Girl, you will never guess who I ran into." She had ran into my ex or whatever mm-hmm. dude I used to talk to. And I was like, man, it's like, I was telling my daughter, I said, oh, he was, he was a good one. You know, he was Mm -hmm. real chill. He was good. And she said, well, I know you was crying over spilled milk. And it, (laughs) it snapped me back, you know, because when we talk Mm -hmm. to our girlfriends and stuff, they be like, girl, I can't believe y'all let each Mm -hmm. other go and do the, do the, and you be sitting there like, dang, what could I have done differently? But my daughter, she run back. I was like, hey, whatever. If it didn't work out, it didn't work out. On to the next. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she's my little balance. Mm. And has it always been like that in your um, relationship where it was just laid back? Or was there some moment where it was like, like, have you always, have you guys always had like the chill laid back relationship? Like, you know um, how they usually say mom and daughter's butt heads at a certain age? Yeah. Um. So me and my daughter probably butt heads up until she was two. <laughs> <laughs> People say about the terrible twos, but my daughter was, I don't know, she went terrible. Mm-hmm. But she definitely went through stages every single month up until like two years old. Mm-hmm. But I was really grateful because my parents, they helped me out so, so much. Oh, Lord, I don't think I could have made it. I remember one time, um, my daughter, she was so young. She had to be less than a year. Mm-hmm. And she was crying in the middle of the night. You know how kids, they be crying, you be tired. And just, I still stayed with my parents mm. downstairs. And then I I was crying with her. Mm. <laughs> I was crying with my daughter. I was like, I done fed you. You dry. Why are you crying? And my mom just come down there and be like, give it to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm definitely grateful mm. that my parents helped. But, yeah, honestly, yeah, we've always had a good um, thing. She has not mm-hmm. given me any problems and stuff. So, so, what is your view of being loudly divorced? Well, I'm not loudly divorced. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, well, when you hear it, like, what do you think of? And even if you are not divorced, but what okay. do you feel about? So, being loudly divorced, you don't have to be divorced to, you know, okay, just be loud. It's more of a like a feeling of freedom. Like, what what does okay. that mean? What does that feeling of freedom mean for you in your everyday life and your relationship, um, your romantic partnerships, your platonic relationships? What does that encompass for you? 
I mean, honestly, when I hear Lolly divorce, mm-hmm. I'm just thinking that um, society tries to tell us that it's sort of like that. Don't be afraid of change, right? Society tells us that it's bad if you get a divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, you are supposed to work it out. You're supposed to put up with so much BS. You're supposed to um, be the strong, independent black woman or whatever, <laughs> you know, like... But when you say, like, loudly divorced, that means that it's saying that, hey, I found me again. I found my self-love again. And, yeah, I was married. It didn't work out. I'm divorced. So what? Next. Move on. You know what I mean? It's, like, not conforming to society little standards of, oh, we got to put up with so much in order just to say that we're married. I guess in the same thing, even a relationship, because right now, you know, I'm dating, but... I'm single. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I notice a lot of um, my friends, you know, they're either married or in relationships. They always try to hook me up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People, right? And, um, you know, sometimes I just be sitting back like, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, it is true. If I want to be in a relationship right now, I mm-hmm. could be in a relationship. Yeah, does it make you feel pressure to, like, do you feel added pressure um when people are like come on like let me just set you up let me you know i this person might be nice or he he nice looking or he seems nice or he seems like he's what you want like do you ever feel pressured to um even in the space in your life do you ever feel pressured to feel like you need to be married or you need to be have a do you even want to be married or have like a life, lifelong partnership um honestly that's up in the air i mm-hmm. think i've been single for too long but technically, only I've been single for a year, but I don't really don't really count my last relationship. <laughs> but too many of us. But you know what it was? Honestly, let me tell you, my last relationship was something to do, and I need to stop doing that. My daughter say, "My sister, something to do." But you know, it's like something to do was okay. Every single one of my friends were in a relationship, and I said, "All right, forget it. I don't been single for a long time. I'll be in a relationship." Mm-hmm. So I just started, you know, and uh, it just wasn't what I wanted at the time. So it was just something to do. <laughs> it was. I know that sounds bad. but It, it doesn't sound bad because I can identify with that because. So I'm a liking this to my podcast. So I've had this podcast for over maybe a year or so, maybe even two years. And I, yeah, I want to say maybe, maybe even two years, like. And I always say like, oh, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. But then I'm like, you know what? Let me just let me just get a boyfriend. Like, let me just let me just start dating. But just looking at like looking for something as a distraction because now if I'm you know if I'm being a mom and I'm working and now I'm dating, oh, now I don't really have time to really focus on my passions. So it's just like I really understand what you mean because it's just like you really will get yourself in a whole entanglement and then wake up like, dang, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in deep. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm okay with um, I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. But I'm okay with um, cutting people off. Mm-hmm. I mean, it may hurt me, mm-hmm. but I'd rather cut you off. Um, I was listening to I don't even know if I sent you that Bishop T D Jakes one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was he was saying it's, you know there's temporary pain, there's lifetime pain, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, some people I will leave you where you lay because and be in temporary pain rather than the lifetime mm. of pain. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the going back and forth. The worried about, okay, are you faithful to me? Mm. Like, 
what is it loyal mm-hmm. yeah loyal faithful you know sometimes it's just a headache mm-hmm. i mean sometimes you know you do miss going out with people mm-hmm. and yeah you know, it's fun stuff. being wine and d- listen i understand all of that that is fun <laughs> it, uh, it listen i like taking myself out to dinner but it the food tastes a little better when somebody else is paying for it. I'm going to say it that. It really does, The food it? tastes a little better when somebody... That sip of wine tastes just a little better when somebody else is paying for it. I'm going to just be honest. I agree. <laughs> I agree. It, it tastes better if somebody else is paying for it that you... That, that you're you Yeah, to that you that enjoy. You like. Yes. See, for me, that that's not... Because I'll download a dating app and just go on dates. I don't know why. It's a sickness at this point. But I just enjoy dating. And I just enjoy dating like... I don't know. I guess it's just me. I I have like a fear of not a fear. I have social anxiety. Mm. So going out for me is such a duty like emotionally like I have to like gather up the strength to to go. But like when I go when I I know that eventually I'm going to have to meet a spouse to if I want to potentially get married in, again. So me going like serial dating like that it's just me like getting myself comfortable if that makes sense like just being comfortable talking to and being in conversation with any and everybody. So, okay. So, explain this to me. I know I'm being interviewed, but I got to ask some questions too. Go ahead. Okay. So, explain this to me. So, you download dating outs and go on a bunch of dates, but because I've downloaded dating outs, right? Mm-hmm. But number one is like pulling teeth to have a conversation, it seems mm-hmm. like. And then... um I don't know. Some some people, I just be like, nah, I'm not mm-hmm. into you. Swipe left, swipe right, or whatever you do. Mm-hmm. So, how do you do it? Like, how do you go on a lot of dates? Is it, okay, somebody just hit you up? Do mm-hmm. you have, like, a certain time that you're talking to these people before you go on a date? Or are you asking them, like, hey, well, let's meet up here? Or, <clears throat> no, I don't ever ask for dates. Because if I ask you for a date, then that's insinuating that I want to pay. So, no, yeah. I don't ever ask for dates. Very um... <laughs> No, I I think I'm very personable. Like when when we first meet, I'm very personable. So I'm drawing you in with my conversation. So you're gonna be so enamored with my con- my conversation. You're gonna be like, hey, let's let's meet. Like let's. Mm-hmm. And then my thing is, I don't like. I I used to think a, a few different ways. And at first, I used to think like I don't want to just go to a drink date with somebody because that's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like dinner is such a commitment for me so it's just like i'm not about to sit across from you at a dinner table if i don't enjoy your company so i'm more so going out on like drink dates to where we're just meeting up to grab a drink and then we are probably if we're going on an actual date then we can set something up and go on an actual date so for me it's just yes i have to enjoy what you're saying on this app first and then we can talk about how i can squeeze you into my schedule for this week Okay, so um, maybe you need to have a little guidebook. <laughs> like, this is what you can say or whatever. I think my conversation is pretty good. But really? it's just yeah, because, it's just, yeah, your conversation is awesome. Some people, it just be like pulling teeth, boy. I don't know. Really? I just be like, forget See, it. for that, so I think that that's where date the dating app is helpful because then it's kind of like you can, like, cipher through a lot of men at a short period of time so 
I don't do that. Like, I'm not pulling teeth with anybody. We're at, like, it's been times where we'll, where I'm in conversation with somebody and I'm like, oh, he fine. Like, I, I know this is going to be a great situation. And then it's like that. But I just, like, I'll just completely block the whole, like, I'll just block him or unmatch him or something like that. Because, like, if you swiped and you want to have a conversation, let's ha- have a conversation um, that's leading to us meeting. And then if we don't like each other or I'll use, um, I know Bumble, which I don't have, um, they had, like, this game where you could play. So it's, like, you designated time, like, okay, on Friday at 630, we're going to meet and we're going to play this game on the app. So, I'll, yeah, so you can use that as, as an icebreaker and you you can see how that person thinks. You can see how they react or how they respond. And in the, and in that, I'm like, oh, I'm very competitive. So if we lose, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> and I'm probably going to unmatch you. And even though I'm joking, it's just the raw honesty that they're like, wait, what the hell? Like, what? So it's just the shock value of you saying this to them that they're that they're now more intrigued and now they're like okay I can't lose because clearly she likes me because she matched me. It's also I don't know I might be slightly a narcissist when it comes to men, but it's all psychological psychological to them. When I was younger, like my I know this is me. <laughs> this is your interview. No, no, go ahead, girl. Go. When I was younger. Um, I hung around, like, a a lot of males. Like, my father, my uncles, and all them, my cousins, my brothers, and they were all players. Like, they all used to just be on the phone playing girls out. And I always vowed in my head, oh, I'm never going to let somebody play me like that. So now, studying them has led me to being like, okay, now I can study this man, and I can know that as soon as I say this, I know if he gets that twinkle in his eye, I got him. Got you. (laughs) I got him. Now I know I can say and do anything from this point on and it's not going to shock him because I already said what I needed to say to even secure him, like secure his interest in furthering this conversation. Give me an example. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I don't know. It don't have to be something that you have really said okay because i'm like i I can't really tell you what i i can tell you when we get off of this what i tell them but i'm not gonna say it because okay you know um no face no case exactly (laughs) exactly no face no case so what have i said so let me think so okay i was in conversation with a white guy right I don't discriminate. So I'll date and marry anybody. Although my previous husband was a black man. He was from Trinidad. Um, so I'm in conversation with this white guy that I met on the app. And so we're out um, on our drink date. But he wanted our drink date to be at Dave & Buster's. Because I had been hyping up how competitive I am. And he's like, oh, we're going to play some games. Okay. Because remind you, this is not a dinner date. Mm-hmm. This is a drink date. Mm-hmm. So the drink date is wherever you want it, and it can really go however you want it, and it really should only last last forty five minutes to an hour, no more than that, because mm-hmm. you got to pay for my time. So, period. Although Dave and Buster's is it's it's a pricey it's a pricey little mm-hmm. drink date, it's still not a dinner date, and I don't want you to look at like I want you to look at me as fun and good time, but you also have to know you have to pay like you weigh over here. So we on a drink date. And we're just like laughing, shooting and shit. And he, we're talking about boarding school. And he's like, oh, I would have never thought you were in boarding school, blah, blah, blah. And what does he say? I forgot what we were talking about. And I'm like, I have a question. Like, I just interrupted him. And I'm like, this might sound very racist or prejudiced. I'm like, but do you take showers? Because this cannot go. Like, 
but it's such a random question. Like, listen, it's something so random just to throw you, throw you out there. Just so it's just like a shock factor because it's just like, okay, clearly some offer, right? So now he's thinking that, but now he's so intrigued. Like, okay, what the hell is wrong with this girl? That now, and it's not like he's looking at you like you're crazy. It's just like, I like the conversation because she's spontaneous. And who doesn't want somebody that's spontaneous, right? Very true. So it's just the random shock factor. It doesn't have to be that. Like, <laughs> it doesn't have to be that. But it's just like, that's something that it, it's going to knock you off your game. And it's just going to be like, hold up. Here I am. Like, you got to understand, men come to dates, like, thinking that they, like, once you, like, once he agrees to take you out on a date, you kind of already got him. Because men don't really spend their time on things that they don't value unless they really not spending their time on stuff they don't value like they 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 can have as many women as they want and all of that other stuff but really they really not spending their time on stuff that they don't value so once they once you get that agreement to the first date is really nothing you can do for it to go wrong like they're literally coming there in hopes that they can swoo you in the way of being with them forever so really i never go on dates nervous because it's just like you have to somehow convince me to want to be with you so it's just like that already just takes the nerve, the nervous factor out of it for me. Yeah, I can see that. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, and that's that's really what it is. It's really us, like it's really us in our heads trying to say like, oh, what am I gonna say or what am I gonna? But it goes for men as well. If she's agreed to a date with you, she likes you. The only thing you have to do is not fuck up on the date. Like the only thing you do is ha- is don't say anything stupid. Oh no, some I I agree to disagree because mm-hmm. um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean if a female going to date with you, it doesn't really mean that she like you. It could be that she just want a free meal, <laughs> I, and it's, that's real. That is so real. And mm-hmm. and like you said, like most females, um, the that I know, mm-hmm. you know, we're not cheap. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So. A little Applebee's is not gonna do for oh, me. Oh, I'm not even. You know going, what I mean? Yeah, if it's Applebee's. Like, don't try mm-hmm. to treat me to a Chili's. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And um, and if you do, I gotta step back and reevaluate myself. So, what did you? Mm-hmm. What about me? Did you think was cheap? Mm-hmm. Did you was gonna? You know, I normally let people know the rip on spoil. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna deal with me, you're gonna deal with my little tantrums if I have them. Um, you know, I'm a little needy at times. But why do you have to tell him that? You know, it's... Number one... Okay, so... If I tell someone that... Because mm-hmm. I have... But they already know because of all of my interactions with them before. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, yeah, maybe I don't need to say it. But in case you didn't get all these little hints that I was throwing... Mm-hmm. I just need to make it clear that if you're going to be with me... That you're going to really be... You're going to spoil me. Mm. I get that. <laughs> but you... I I feel like men pick up on non-verbal cues better than they pick up on verbal cues. Because you're... And I, I'm saying that for myself self as well. Because I was in a conversation situation with mm-hmm. this... Yeah, I'm going to open this up. With um a gentleman. Mm-hmm. And he... Like, the only... I would say stuff to him and then I would just block him. Like I, I would just like, <laughs> I, I would, because this is my thing. I'm, I'm not about to argue with you. I'm not arguing with you. Like I'm not, I'm not arguing with you. We're not going back and forth. I look at relationships now as 
I gave one person all of this time and energy and like moving forward my standard for my relationship I'm not arguing with you if we can't have a civil conversation and say hey this is my viewpoint on the situation okay this is my viewpoint on the situation this is how I viewed it and this is why I felt it felt whatever way let's come to a common agreement if I actually have to yell and raise my voice and like now like my heart is pumped like if I got to do all that it's not gonna work so with this particular person I would block him in hopes that he would learn and then something just clicked to me maybe like after the third or fourth time I'm like a red flag is a red flag like a red flag is a red flag is it ain't nothing is going to change about it it ain't going to turn pink it ain't going to turn yellow it's not even going to swap all the way to green yeah because what color can you mix with red that's going to make it turn green yeah what color yeah you can't so it's just like in my head i had to really be like girl he gonna be who he gonna be and he probably liked it too though and he but this and that was the thing when we would get into the spats like it was something he did that I felt was egregious and he just felt like it was just normal. But for me, if you do something to me, it's the principle that counts. So I felt like, okay, just off the principle. And I've explained this situation to him. He like, we were at his house with one of his friends and he was like, Oh, tell him, tell him what happened. So I'm explaining the situation to the friend. And then I'm just like, no, like I'm not, I'm not. And and he's, it's, you have to see how he looks like when I start to get really agitated about it. It's like when we were on the phone talking about it, he just kept saying, like, it was sounding like he was pretty much getting off on me being upset. So at that point, I'm just like, why are you talking to myself in the mirror like an Issa Rae moment? Why are you continuing the situation? Because he's only going to keep doing what he's going to do. So at that point, how, like, how do you get yourself out of Just remove yourself from the situation and leave it alone. That's the thing, too. Um, a lot of times we try to change people mm-hmm. and you can never change anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think honestly, that's probably why me and my daughter, um, get alone. Like some of the stuff or some of the stuff that she says, somebody might look at her like, what? And it's never that she says stuff, um, you know, just to be smart. Mm-hmm. Like she's just really blunt with her truth. Like me, you know? And, um, I know that, you know, some people, you know, they'll try to do anything to their child in order to change them. They'll try to do anything to a man or spouse, whatever, Mm -hmm. to try to change them. And when you start letting go and let people be who they are, it releases so much stress and so much pressure Mm -hmm. because now it's just like my daughter, she's 19. She's going to do what she want to do. But mm-hmm. I had the same mentality even when she was probably 10. Mm-hmm. Now, do I still lead and guide her to what I feel like is right? Yes. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I know that she's going to do what, what she, she wants to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just like you were saying, even with dude, he was probably getting off with, you know, oh, she cut me off again. Yep. Mm-hmm. I got her. Mm-hmm. She liked me. You yeah. Know? <laughs> because in some way, but you have to think about it in some way that's what it was and that's what I was feeding into because at that moment that's what I wanted to do and it was yeah. it was he was accepting it because he felt like okay at some point she gonna give in this is me wearing it down and it's just like no <laughs> no sir no. still on that block list yes <laughs> he honestly he's not even on the block list like I I'm just on some like now I'm not even I don't know what it is with me and men like 
I, I just gotta let them know right up front. Like, let, let's just leave this where it is. I ain't about to block you. Like, you just not gonna stalk me. You're not gonna call me every day. You're not gonna drive past my... Like, you're not about to stalk me on social media. Like, we just... We gonna be adults and leave it alone. I think it's powerful when you don't have to block anyone. When your mental is that strong mm-hmm. that you can see them calling and be like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even going to hit ignore on you. I'm going to let you see that I see um, that yes. it's ringing. Yes. And it still ignore you, you know. That's it. That's power. That's powerful. I did block him on my socials, though, because... I'm really big on energy. And so I'm like, if I'm putting out my art or like putting out, yeah, putting out my version of art, like I don't want you to be able to see and put your energy on it. Like I, I don't, I don't want you okay. to be able to be like, ah, look, you know, to anybody. Yeah. I, that for me, that, that's what it is, but it could, be, it could be petty. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Like you have to live your life. Mm-hmm. Like what makes you happy, you know? Mm-hmm. That that's true. That that's absolutely true. Um, so with dating now, are you? Did I ask you that already? Dating with oh, so what is your view of a healthy relationship? And have you yourself ever been in a healthy relationship? I don't know if I've been in a healthy relationship because I'm single. I think if I, I think if I had a healthy relationship, then I'll still be in it. But I can say that it has not always been the other person because I've grown tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, like how we were talking about um, arguing and stuff. Like, I don't... That's why I don't even count my last relationship. Mm-hmm. Because, like, he was a narcissist um, where he would do stuff then he would yell like... Like a bitch, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yell like a female, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And just and I'll just be looking at you like, okay, are we gonna talk the mm-hmm. situation out or are you want to just yell? Like, for me, I'll leave. That's a good thing about having your own little spot and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so I don't know, I don't think I've been in a healthy, healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. I feel like a healthy relationship is one that communicates. Um, but more importantly, listen to the other person and respect the other person's views. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like you may not agree with what I'm doing, but just tell me your mind frame, like your point of view. Because mm-hmm. I think that one, we can really like just listen to another person's point of view of why they're doing this or why this is their opinion. Then it it just mesh way better. You know what I mean? Like. Okay, so I'm really trying to understand you. All right, I know why this person do this because this is the way they think, and I respect it, even though I don't think this way. Mm-hmm. But I see why they do it. Mm-hmm. That that's a great observation because when you are in relationships, we I, I guess from my standpoint or before I was at this point, you never really look at it from uh, like how that person is feeling and what they're projecting project projecting at you. Like I tell, um, who was I talking? I don't remember who I was talking to, but I'm like, when you get into a relationship, um, you're meeting that person where they are. So if I met you at Cassie at 31, you're getting 31 years of healing, 31 years of trauma. You're getting 31 years of whatever came prior to that. And if I'm meeting you and I date older men, so (laughs) however old that is, 49, 50, whatever, I'm getting all of your years prior to that as well. So when you meet people where they are and you just allow them to just be in the space and just, I guess, observe them from where you are, you never, 
you don't take things personal. You kind of just look inward and you're like, you know, how can I change this about myself? Because clearly something's going on that I would allow myself to either be in this space or partake in this particular activity. And I, I think I'm to the point now where I'm just like, I'm not partaking in arguing with anyone. Like, I, I just, I don't want to do it. It's too much energy to be angry all the time. It's, it is. It's too much energy to hold grudges. And I'm a tourist. I, I Listen, I love to hold a grudge. But at this point in my life, like, I don't really want to hold grudges. Like, I just want you, I just want to acknowledge who you are and just move forward. And going back to like the narcissism, I had to really wake up to realize that I did have a lot of narcissists around me. Like, and I like so much so that I started being like, damn, am I the narcissistic one? Like, am I, am I the one wilding? Like, like, am I the one? But I saw this video um, the other day because I've been intentional about being intentional about my social media and making sure what I'm seeing on my timeline Uh is people feeding into me. Uh So people talking about mental health and people talking about, um, whatever I'm going through at the moment. And the lady said, um, she was a therapist and she said, the difference between having narcissistic tendency and being a narcissist is your intention behind it. Okay. Are your intentions purely to alter someone's state of being, to alter their reality and who they are? Okay. Or are you just doing it as something attention seeking at the moment or like something for self pleasure at the moment? So when you say your ex, so I'll go give an example. So my ex is absolutely diagnosed a narcissist. So he would say like, he would literally alter my reality. So he would like steal my journal that I would have and I had, and he would just read it and I would just be jotting down stuff. And then one of his best friend's wives, we used to work together. So we used to talk and we used to talk about whatever, Mm -hmm. (laughs) whatever wives talk about when their husbands aren't around and he would lie to me and be like oh she told me that you know you went on a date and blah blah and so I I had at one point I had just stopped talking to her because I'm just like why are you going back telling my husband all of these lies blah 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 so one day we just happened to all be in the same space mutually and so I brought it up to her like well if you're wondering why we're no longer friends this is x y and z and right then and there he's like no I never said that oh wow and I'm looking and I'm like, what? And right then and there, I literally, like, it was literally like a light switch. Like, I literally had to, like, think back to everything that was said in our relationship because I'm like, damn, like, if you could lie about, like, if you could really stop a whole friendship over, like, lies, it's just like, what else has happened? Yeah. So it's like, Yes, you're always going to like the tendencies are going to rub off on you because those are who those are the people that you're surrounded by. But what are your intentions behind it? Okay, that makes sense, too, because I had questioned myself that, too. (laughs) I was like, you know, this is like, could it be me? Because I think that, um, you know, we're all one. Mm -hmm. Like everything is connected. Everything in the world is connected. Right. So they say that what you see in someone is really a reflection of you, right? So if I always see that someone is a narcissist or mm. a little a-hole mm-hmm. and stuff like that, then like what what do I see um, in them that's in me? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's reflecting back. And I think that that's one of the reasons why too um, that I'm changing so much. And I'm not perfect. Mm. I'm perfectly imperfect. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Of course. Um, but 
you know, it just makes me, it makes me look at the people who I have around me, the people who I attract, and then it makes me look inward to say, mm-hmm. okay, well, why are you attracting them? Or why do you see this in them? Because that person, you can have, what, you and another person, and y'all have totally views on the same person that y'all probably talk to together mm-hmm. for forever or whatever, all the time. So it's like, what is it me that I don't, I don't like this in them, but obviously that's in me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah, it's a lot of, especially this year. This year for me is a lot of really um, being extra selfish. <laughs> and, um, intentionally? Definitely intentionally. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But I mean, at the same point in time, it, that really may be a, um, what, some type of mechanism for staying single too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm going to bury myself in my work. I'm going to be successful in this and this and this. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for a relationship. So it could be me just avoiding relationships too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what y'all think. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like you're avoiding relationships? Like, what's what's yeah. your? You actually didn't even give me a definition. Um, what your view of a healthy relationship is? Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. My bad. So, a healthy relationship. Um, honestly, where I can just truly, really be me, um, and I can accept whoever I'm with for being them. Mm-hmm. Everyone says that. But what does that mean? So let let's let's say this, right? I hate when people leave the toilet seat up. Like I feel like in the middle of the night, I'll, I want to fight if I find out you left the toilet seat up. Yeah. So you mean that? Like you you have? Do you have stuff? Because that is silly and mundane. But you know, but it's just like, do you have things that you know that maybe if I blended my life with somebody, this might not be. Like I might have to alter this a little bit. I'm going to tell you, that's probably honestly one of the reasons why I am single. Mm-hmm. Because when you're with someone, you have to put their feelings first. Too, yes, right? yes. And you do have to be understanding, like, um, you know, it's a lot of stuff that I do now, you know, not even in a relationship that it hurts me that I'll be wanting to do it. But, see, I'm learning stuff. Um, I'm learning to just go ahead and just do what hurts me mm-hmm. so if it was a toilet seat issue then i'm gonna just put that toilet seat down shake my head and try to get over mm-hmm. as fast as i can because mm-hmm. i don't want it to control me oh yeah one you don't the, want to build the resentment yes and one of the things is is that um you know um one person i'm talking to now will always be like um Or even people in my past, like, are you mad? Did I make you mad? Or do I make you happy? And I remember Whitney Houston told um, this intern that was working for her when they seen, um, she seen, like, an article giving Whitney, like, reviews, like, great reviews. And she's like, yo, Miss Houston, Miss Houston, look at this review. And she was like, oh, honey, I can't get excited when they tell me that I'm good because then I have to believe them when they tell me that I'm bad. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Right? So I can't my thing is is working on myself so much where i can't allow people like the perfect relationship right it's perfect it's me being perfect within myself i can't allow them to make me mad because Mm -hmm. of the toilet seat thing Mm -hmm. because then they'll control my happiness Mm -hmm. i don't want to give someone that much power over me you know what i Mm -hmm. mean And, and really that's a big responsibility because 
even if that person is looking for you for happiness, you can't really make people happy when they're just miserable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So perfect relationship is me being me. It's me being goofy because I'm super yes. goofy at times mm-hmm, and I love being goofy. Mm-hmm. I love skating. I love bowling. Like I said, I'm competitive. I'm not one of the little prissy girls where it's mm-hmm. like, oh no, I gotta let my, let oh, my partner I, win. No. Listen, <laughs> I, I be all cute and that's that'd be the thing that be shocking men because I be dressed up all cute and I be like, listen, I'm gonna take these heels off because I gotta make these baskets. Listen, I, I'm very competitive just as well. Just as well. I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, how important is sexual compatibility in a relationship? Like a thousand percent, <laughs> honestly. So you feel? Do you feel like if your lover was not sexually up to par, but had the hardware that you wanted, could you teach them and show them what you like to satisfy you, or do you feel like? you just don't want to open that space or you don't you don't want to take on the task of teaching them what you like so um (laughs) all right so i'm thinking about it because i'm thinking about something but um it really really just depends it really depends because if you're willing to learn because Number one, any time that you're in a relationship, people are different. So I don't care how many sexual partners you have before. Mm-hmm. When you get with somebody else, you're going to have to learn their their spots and their love language and all of that stuff. So would I be willing to, like, guide you? Yes. But if you're still garbage, like... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna keep doing it. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, <laughs> What's garbage? Please elaborate. No, I'm just saying because. Okay, so, so just to back up. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm a Scorpio. So um, mm-hmm. anytime people hear Scorpio, they always think about oh, sexual, sexual, mm-hmm. sexual. Oh, she's which, a freak, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't think the mic picked that up. <laughs> Use your imagination. But um like for me, that is one of the ways that I release emotions and show my caring and mm. everything else. So for me, sex is big for me. But I will also say that it's not everything because what if there's a situation where you know, my my spouse, my lover, whatever is, you know, hospitalized or they couldn't do it mm-hmm. or whatever. So it's not everything, but it is big for me. So if you're willing to learn, um, then, I mean, nine times out of ten, I'll definitely take you, you know, mm-hmm. guide you. So what if he was real good at eating a box, but bad at actual inter- at actual penetration? I can work with that. Okay. I can definitely work with that. You can work with that? Because eating is way more of a skill. Like, you got to be good at it. (laughs) So, you have to be... You have to be... That's a skill. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, but as far as the stick, you can always control that. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? There's so many different positions you can get in and Mm -hmm. stuff. And I think, honestly, you really have to know your body. Yeah. So when females tell me, I don't know how X-ray this is, but females tell me that they ain't never touched themselves or yeah, never no. given themselves an orgasm, then, honey, what are you doing? Because how can you guide somebody else to the goal when you don't even know how to get there yourself? Like, I just had a, a, a conversation or a debate 
with uh I think my cousin and we were talking about um we were talking about sex and or were we, I, I actually I think it was my first guest prior to you um I we were t- I, I don't remember what we were talking about but I know I said my response was I make myself orgasm on the actual penis before you want because this is my thing with men if you're not practicing semen retention your whole goal in sex is to ejaculate mm-hmm. we know that you're going to ejaculate in this session we don't know if I'm an orgasm from you in this session mm-hmm. so I got to get mine before you get yours mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely no if ands and and they were like oh well, that's being a selfish lover I'm not a selfish lover at all I am not a selfish lover at all but if I know the goal for you is to ejaculate at the end of this session, I have to I have to be good before you good. You know, I think that um, it's feeding out for the energy too, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna get me first. But anybody who I've ever been with want yeah. me to get me first, right? Yes. Like I don't know people that don't. Yes. And, absolutely. And it's so weird to me when people be like, especially older people, be like, oh no, I never had an orgasm. That so is many, crazy to me. Yeah. So many people that's in relationships um, use. Well, I shouldn't say that. I think it's okay to use toys in relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you should, but, but I, I don't feel like that should be. I don't know, it kind of confused me, like, when the whole rose thing came out, right? Mm-hmm. And there was people in relationships that, um, you seen so many TikTok things <clears throat> where the men were trying to hide and throw away the rose and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And to me, it was just like, well, man, if your women have to use this rose, especially, like, when you're accessible, then you need to be, um, taking some classes yeah, or, or like doing something's it, you going know? on with you. Right. Absolutely. So that was kind of confusing. I mean, to use toys together is totally fine for that, but mm-hmm. but I shouldn't be having to use no toys all the time. And you're, you know, you're here, yeah. Because you, if, if I'm, if I've just given birth and my vagina is no longer in commission for six weeks, I know you're not gonna be expecting my mouth to be out of commission as well. So, if, if you want to be serviced, I, I need to be serviced as well. So that's that's that on that in case y'all was ever wondering. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we are winding down. So um, for the last question, what is it that you want everyone to know about you? And then you can state all of your socials and where everyone can find you and introduce your own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so um, to know about me. I always describe myself as super chill, spiritual, vegan, well, vegetarian, mm-hmm. um, Scorpio. I don't know. <laughs> that's so broad, but that's me. I don't, I honestly, um, if people see me out, mm-hmm. especially when y'all see me on my social medias and stuff, y'all see I definitely dress differently, right? Even right now tonight. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> but, um. But listen, this is a fly, fly, fly young lady right here. Oh if yeah! You if you ain't never seen somebody more fly, she has a, a what is it? A purple high top fade right now. I do. Yes. <laughs> so you you want to talk about fly? Fly. Yeah, I'm definitely um, I'm definitely Charmaine. Absolutely, um, one and only. One of the things I always tell people to like right now, especially the stage of my life, I'm really big on um, 
building generational wealth and mm-hmm. um for all of us just to be doing rich bitch shit yes <laughs> listen <laughs> Yes, yes. That, that is my thing. And it, it kind of throws me off when people say, well, I don't want to have a lot of money. or Oh, I, I can't stand when people say that either. My mistress said the best thing you could do for a broke person is not be one of them. So, exactly. So that's me in a nutshell. I'm really chill. I always talk about generational wealth. Um, mm. you know, Always sending positive quotes. I'm always sending positive always quotes. Always sending positive quotes. And it'll be right on time for people. So it, it, really, it does. Listen, listen. I could be knee deep in a tear or knee deep in a closet, knee deep somewhere, and she is sending, and I'm like, oh man, this came right on time. <laughs> this came right on time. But I definitely appreciate it. So, where can we find you? What's your social? Tell us about your podcast first of all. How yeah. did you? How did it come about? What's it about? How many? Uh, do you put out episodes every week or? So my podcast, y'all, I just started. Only have mm-hmm. one episode right now. I have two drafts. Um, so I'm all the podcasters know what the drafts are. <laughs> There's always always several drafts of episodes that you have yet to put out. You know, because I'm still trying to get it down mm-hmm. and then um, try to figure out the music and background, which I am. Mm-hmm. Um, no procrastination this year. I'm just gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Um, thank Jim Rowe. That's what I put in my first podcast too. Jim Rose say, just do it. Mm-hmm. They were like, well, I don't know how. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Do it. Do it. Do it. Just do it. And so that was how I came about my first podcast. Um, so mm-hmm. I have one right now. Um, this week, I'll probably have another. Cassie definitely is going to mm-hmm. be my guest. Yes. Right? Um, so, yeah. In my podcast, y'all, I don't even remember. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shame. I should have all my stuff up, right? Okay, so my podcast is The Power of I Am. I guess that's that's how they can search for it, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, The Power of I Am on all streaming platforms where you can get your podcast. Yes, (laughs) that part. Yes. And, um, yeah, I change my name sometimes. So, on my Instagram, it is I Am Charmaine Roseman. I'm pretty sure Cassie will have my name spelled (laughs) in the thing. Yes. Um... And then on my Facebook, which I'm on a lot, is Charmaine Rosemond. Rosemond, M-O-N-D, y'all. <laughs> Listen, she is from South Carolina, so don't let the accent fool you. <laughs> <laughs> everybody be thinking that, yes. though. They be like, are you from up north? Mm-hmm. I tell everybody, no, I just took speech when I was younger. <laughs> it saved my life because my parents couldn't understand nothing I was saying really? when I was younger. Yeah. Oh, that is crazy. Listen, and now here you are with your own podcast, which her, listen, her first episode is lit. She tells you all of her, t- about all of her travels in Puerto Rico, right? Or Costa Rica? Um, Colombia Co- and the uh, Dominican. Com- Colombia and the Dominican um, Republic, which I'm going to be traveling to <laughs> because she going to put me on, all right? She going to put me on. Yes, I'm ready for her. Yes. I'm ready, honey. Um, but thank you so much for being here. Thank you for agreeing to do this episode with me. This will not be our last. Yes. Um, how was your first episode? How are you feeling about it? Man, I am feeling overly, <laughs> overly excited. Feeling so awesome and amazing. I'm you know, glad. um, yeah, you're so comfortable to talk to. And 
Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate it. I'm excited for the next one. Yes, me too. <laughs> I'm excited to be on yours now. Yes. All right. Well, thanks everyone for sticking in here with us. Uh, comment along any of the questions. Comment along what's your ideal healthy relationship. And if you felt like you've ever been in one. And if you ever want to be in one. Or whatever. Comment along <laughs> as we as you hear the episode. And I will be with you guys in the next one. Check you later. Peace. Peace. <laughs>